Survivor 46 is here, and so is On Fire, the only official Survivor podcast, and we have a twist this season. The winner of Survivor 45, D. Vyadaris, will be joining us every week. We're going behind the scenes of the biggest moments, the how and the why things happen, and the strategy and analysis you can only get from someone like me, a Survivor winner. Listen to On Fire, the official Survivor podcast, wherever you get your podcast. Does Monday at the office feel like a storm? Not with Microsoft Copilot. That feeling when Copilot gets everyone up to speed instantly? It's sunny again. When Copilot simplifies complex data so your teams can act, that sun's shining on a beach. And when Copilot uncovers hidden insights, you're on that beach with your people. And you find buried treasure. That's Microsoft Copilot. Learn more at Microsoft.com slash AI for all. What's up, family? Welcome in. This is Speak. So glad to have you this holiday season. The one and only Dave Hellman, the brilliant Joy Taylor. I am Emmanuel Acho, and this is Eagle All-Time. I see the go. I see the chain. Okay. A little something small. Chain day. Chain day. Gift. What can I say? Uh, All-Time wrestling leader, LaShawn Shady McCoy. But the breaking news of the week, the Broncos firing their head coach, Nathaniel Hackett. And really, what was a shock, given the fact that Nathaniel Hackett was in his first year as a coach and did not finish the season. Now the Broncos. 4-11 thus far through the 15 games of the season. But keep in mind, Russell Wilson, quarterback, future Hall of Famer, many believe $250 million is what he is on the hook for. So now the great question that must be answered by everybody in all of sports, this Broncos head coaching job, is it a good one? I don't think it is. The reason I do not think it is is because so many coaches have lost future jobs because they were tethered to bad quarterbacks or bad quarterback play. If indeed Russell Wilson is no longer good, then this Broncos job is as bad as it can get. It is fool's gold. It is not, in fact, gold. If Russ is no longer good, then somebody is going to make the mistake thinking, oh, I can save him. And what happens when you can't save him? What happens when they don't want to be saved? They don't want to be saved. Don't <laughs> save her. They don't, don't want to be oh, saved. Oh, my bad, my bad, my bad. It, t- it took me back. It took you back. I got you, Shady. I, I a lot Let's of get out the club and back on set. Okay. Uh, Two years wait. <laughs> no, but in all seriousness, I think about a guy like Matt Rule. He thought he could save Sam Darnold. They traded a couple picks mm, for right, Sam right, Darnold. Right. Sam Darnold, yeah. former first-round pick. Oh, I can save him. No, you can't. Now, Matt Rule, where are you? You're no longer a head football coach in the National Football League. Think about so many coaches who believe they could save a quarterback, but they couldn't. Frank Wright, Carson Wentz. Oh, I can save him. I've done it before. We won a Super Bowl together, Frank Wright. You can save Carson now. Where are you? Not a head coach in the National Football League. This Broncos job is fool's gold because you might think you can save Russell Wilson, but joy if you can't. You might be out just as quickly. What do you think about the Broncos' job? We're going to get back to Frank Reich in a little bit. <laughs> we're not, we, I'm going to let you have that one. For now, we'll get back to that in a little bit. I mean, it's sort of redundant, right? When there's only 32 of a specific job, it is obviously a good job. It is incredible to be paid millions of dollars to coach football mm-hmm. at the highest level. But we're talking about people that have options, right? Is it a good job to someone that has options? I don't know if it is. But you can always aspire to fix the situation. And obviously, if you want to be a head coach, this is a great place. Now, why is it not a good place for people that have options? 
Well, one, there's new ownership. I said it at the beginning of the season. I've said it all year long. Nobody has made this a big deal, and that's fine. But I think when you have new ownership, when you have a major disruptor, like a new ownership group coming in, that affects things in the building. Nothing is everything. Everything is something. Mm. Even though they're extremely wealthy, they didn't come in and start making cuts and all that. It's a new environment. Who are you answering to? What kind of energy do they like around the building? All this stuff affects everybody, including the players. So they have new ownership. Now they're going to have to find a new coach. They did not hire this GM. The ownership did not. So what's going to go on with that? The ownership, the owner and CEO came out today and said that the new coach is going to answer to him. No, thank you. That's, Appreciate it. Seems but troubling. I'm yeah. just going to wait until a better situation comes along where I don't have to answer to the owner. They have a lot of money. That can be appealing. They're going to want to make a big splash. That can be appealing. But you do have to fix Russell Wilson. You are going to be responsible for that. And you're going to be dealing with a new ownership group. So there are a lot of challenges with this job. It's not a turnkey situation. And, of course, we know, as you mentioned, if you don't have the quarterback right, it really doesn't matter how great of a coach you are because you cannot overcome bad quarterback play. 2-5, where do you stand on this? Broncos job, is it a good one, Big Dog? I think it's a good one. I truly believe that. I know Russ hasn't played well, but I truly believe that's a great place to be. Why? Let's talk about it. So, first of all, they have a good defense. Yep. If, if I'm a coach, right, and, I, and I'm talking about a coach that's an offensive-minded coach, I come to a team where they have a good defense, really, really good defense, okay? A lot of good players, right? I look at the offensive skill players. So, Cortland Sullen's a good wide receiver, right? Jerry Judy has shown us that now he can play a little bit. We, we were skeptical to see what he could do, right? He's turned it on. Okay, then you look at the running game. They got a nice running game. So you look at the quarterback. Now, if I'm an offensive-minded guy, right, coach, and I'm a competitor, I come to this team, got offense of skill players, check, right? I got a good defense, check. Look at the quarterback. Okay, now he hasn't had a good – he didn't have a good year this year. He, he, he was awful, right? But he's known to be a superstar. He's known mm-hmm. to be the best quarterback that, that the Seahawks ever had. Yep. So we make this big deal. If I'm a smart coach, I can go save him. Now, you talked about it earlier, but let's think about other coaches that are, are offensive masterminds, right? I'm going to go with Sean McVay. Sean McVay, mm-hmm. when he, he went out on a limb to go get Matthew Stafford. Now, we all think that Matthew Stafford was a, was a talented quarterback. He came to the Rams. He got him to a championship, and then they won. Sean Payton. Jameis Winston was with the, the, the Bucks, yep. right? The year before I got there, he, that's when he left, right? So I get there and watch him on the tape on him. And I'm asking the players around about him. He's like, oh, he's a good player. He's a good player. But oh, he throws some picks. You can't trust him. Sean Pace, I, I can trust him. I can get him. So he took a guy that was 30 for 30. 30 touchdowns with 30 picks. Now, I don't want that trade off, but Sean Payton did. So my thing is, if you have a, a, a coach that's a competitor, that's smart, I think it changed the things for, for Russell Wilson. And last point is this. Like, when you have an offense, you got to build it around him. Jalen Hurts, last year, he, he, didn't, he, he had some good games. But overall, he didn't play that well. Mm-hmm. What did Nick do? Nick created the whole offense for him. He changed that thing for him. Nobody's seen Jalen Hurts being this good. Yep. I didn't see it, and I'm an eagle nut. If I cut my – I'm going to have green on me. So I really <laughs> – I'm not an eagle. So when I seen it, I'm like, dang. That lets you know that offense, a minded coach with good defense and some good players around him could change the narrative of that quarterback. This is a perfect example. Go get that job, baby. This is a perfect example of why beauty's in the eye of the, uh, the beholder because I think everything Joy said is true. And I also think everything Shady said is true. Yeah, because you always, because you, your boy, I'm always. Of course, of course. <laughs> I mean, you know, I got you. But no, like it's true though. I mean, like you mentioned the problems 
with ownership, I mean, not problems, but they just came in. They just bought the team. Uncertainties. Uncertainty. Great way to put it. But then you look at the roster, and really the biggest variable is somebody that we would have said was a strength of this team as recently as early September. And so I think my, my big hang-up on this is I just can't allow myself to believe that Russell Wilson is a non-functional quarterback. Like maybe he's not as good as he used to be. But I have a hard time believing he's gone from one of the best in the league to you can't even compete Trash. with him. It's, it's hard for me to imagine that. And I, so I think this is the most ready-made opening, in my opinion, in terms of a team that's ready to compete right away. Because the, the, the teams we know that are going to need new coaches right now are the Panthers and the Colts, aside from the Broncos. What makes you feel good about those situations? Mm. Like, I mean, the, the Colts cannot find a quarterback. It has been a disaster for them for years. Their offensive line has slipped. Jonathan Taylor, even when he was healthy, the running game didn't look like the force that we thought it was going to be. The Panthers, their defense is actually shockingly good. But on the other side of the ball, where are you even starting? And, oh, by the way, those teams come with ownership problems all their own. Like, we know what Jim Ursay has. I mean, he's been in the news more than any owner this season in terms of being involved with what his team's doing. And David Tepper in Carolina does he strike you as a guy who is patient with some of the things he's done to try to get a quarterback, Point, yeah. firing Matt Rule very early into this season? So you got problems with any job that's going to be open, but I think the Broncos are easily the best roster. So it sounds weird for me to say because they've been so terrible this year, but of the jobs that are open right now, it still looks like the most appealing one to me. So I would rather mystery box number one than Russell Wilson. That's the difference for me. If I'm a head coach, I'm tethered to Russell Wilson, and if Russell Wilson ain't right, then I got to go. You think about any other job opening, more than likely they're going to go get a quarterback, which means you at least have one year. Carolina Panthers are going to draft somebody. You got a year. Houston Texans are going to draft somebody. You got a year. Colts, they're going to draft somebody. You got a year. You might not even have one year with Russell Wilson. Ask Nathaniel Hackett. You might not even get one year. I also think about the Bears. Remember the Bears head coach formerly was Matt Nagy. And then- Matt Nagy was with Patrick Mahomes. He helped uh, Patrick Mahomes become who he was. Yeah. Matt Nagy was hired to fix who? Mitch Trubisky. John Fox drafted Mitch Trubisky. Matt Nagy went to Chicago in 2018, and they're like, yo, we saw what you did for Pat. Do it for Mitch. Matt Nagy sold him the dream. Oh, I can fix Mitch. Mitch didn't get fixed. What happened to Matt Nagy and what happened to Mitch? Neither of them is starting, and neither of them is head coaching right now. So if you are tethered to fixing Russell Wilson, and Russell Wilson is irreparable, then I do not want that job. I don't just think Russell Wilson started struggling this year. Y'all have to keep in mind, Russ started struggling last year. The the final point I'll make, Shady, before I hand it off to you is this. Hand it back off. If Pete Carroll, in all of his wisdom, maybe the third greatest coach of our generation when you think about NFL plus college, if Pete Carroll, in all of his wisdom as a head coach, said, you know what? I'm good on you, Russell Wilson, 32 years old, in your prime, winning his head coach-quarterback combination that was currently out there since Tom Brady had moved on. If Pete Carroll, in all of his wisdom and discernment, let Russell Wilson go, that might be a sign. Wait, first of all, so Russell was trying to get out of two years before he left. Mm-hmm. Right? They wouldn't let him go. So my, if quarterback keeps banging the door, I'm trying to leave, I mean, what, what can you do? Hold him hostage. Because like he, he really has the real leverage, for real. So we got some acting like, like this, the head coach, Pete Carroll, was like, oh, my God, go ahead, you go, bye. No, it didn't happen like that. He wanted him to stay. He didn't uh, want to stay. Okay, that's one. And two is, did we just compare Russell Wilson to Man- uh, Mitch Trubisky? He did, did do that. that. Yeah, he did. I didn't compare them by talent. I compared them by so, potential. So one's never been good. Right. One has really, really been good. Sure. The Pro Bowl year that he did, that Trubisky went to, Matt Nagy put that together for him, right? 
So we got to put that into perspective when we're talking about fixing players. Some players can't be fixed. Well, yes, Russ has already been good. Right. We've mm-hmm. seen what Russ is capable of. That's right. Trubisky, I actually agree with you, was, was actually was fixed. He was as good as Trubisky we've ever seen Trubisky with Matt Nagy. Right. So that's actually a testament to how good of a coach Matt Nagy is. Mm-hmm. Not how bad Trubisky is and how he couldn't fix him. There was no fixing. He was supposed to make him great, not fix him. Correct. You need to fix Russ. That's the difference. Ain't God now. <laughs> right. I mean, c- correct. Like, there's only so much fixing you can do when you only have yeah. so much potential. And that's where I'm at. But, okay, but here's, here's the thing. This is why I don't believe – first of all, I don't think that they're going to hire somebody they're going to fire in a year. If Russ is this bad mm-hmm. again next year, they just have to pay him and bring in a deal, new quarterback. Deal, yeah. Like, right. it's over. Like, Because yeah. now we're not just going to hire a new coach every single year. And it'll year be their to coach, too. figure it out. That yes. matters. Yes, mm-hmm. and it'll be that's the guy true. that they bring in. So I don't think this is a one-year situation. The positive side of this, while I said all the bad things about this job, the positive side of this is traditionally the Denver Broncos are not a dysfunctional organization. They have great facilities. They have a great fan base, a great history, a winning history. They have standards. Like, all those things matter within a building. New ownership can come in. We'll see how they do. But, like, all those things are already in place, those pillars. That doesn't matter. When you walk into a place where there's standards, you feel it. Okay, I'm not going to be able to act different around here. There's expectations of me. And there are. And Russ feels that. But that's why I don't believe that this is a job for a young, new, first-time head coach. There's a lot of names being floated out there. Obviously, Sean Payton is one of them, which mm. is totally reasonable. I don't know if this is the job that Sean Payton will take, although I'm sure con- Sean Payton is confident he could fix Russell Wilson. I believe in him. But I think Frank Reich would be an excellent option. Don't, don't, don't look at what happened in Indy and judge him specifically oh. off of that. I Frank Reich a is a good coach. coach. Yeah. It was clearly a mistake to fire him. I think we can safely and confidently, objectively say that now, <laughs> that it wasn't Frank Reich why things were going badly in Indy. And Jim Caldwell would be a great option there as well. I really think you need to bring in a veteran guy, a guy who has shown he is capable of working with superstars, which both of those guys are, and have success and standards and culture within the building because they need more than just fixing Russell Wilson. And the, the last thing I'll say is I wouldn't get too attached to the defense because of the trade. They might have to move yeah. a few of those pieces yeah. in order to shore up the offensive side of the ball and help Russ. But overall, it's not a disaster of a situation. There's just a lot of unknowns. A lot of unknowns. Well, we will talk more about those later. But coming up, maybe the greatest unknown in the NFL right now, Tua Tungavailoa and his health. He's currently in concussion protocol again. Remember, he had a concussion just two months ago on national television, and now he's in the protocol. We'll tell you what the Dolphins should do and all the latest news on Tua. That's next. Hey, it's Kaylee Cuoco for Priceline. Ready to go to your happy place for a happy price? Well, why didn't you say so? Just download the Priceline app right now and save up to 60% on hotels. So whether it's Cousin Kevin's Kazoo concert in Kansas City, go Kevin! Or Becky's Bachelorette Bash in Bermuda. You never have to miss a trip ever again. So download the Priceline app today. Your savings are waiting. Go to your happy place for a happy price. Go to your happy price, Priceline. Tua Tagovailoa entered concussion protocol yesterday. It was breaking news because he finished the game this weekend. Now remember, against the Packers, things were going great to start the game. 9 for 12, 229 yards, one touchdown, no interception. But the last half of the game, eight completions, 13 incompletions. And it was all bad. Three interceptions in the fourth quarter. So... With that being said, now to end the concussion protocol. The Dolphins really don't know where to go from here. But, Joy, should the Dolphins consider shutting down Tua? Should they shut him down? 
I, yeah, absolutely. I don't know that it's it's really a whole lot to discuss about it. I mean, he's to contextualize the amount of injuries that he's had to his head. We have to stop saying he's had three head injuries or incidents around it, because obviously all of them haven't been ruled concussions. But we, there are at least head injuries. Okay. We keep saying a year is a football year. It's three months. The first one was September 25th. The last one was December 25th. Three-month period, he's had three head injuries, if you don't want to go as far as to call them concussions. At least one concussion. And now this is the third time he's been in concussion protocol. That's extremely dangerous. Again, none of us are doctors, all right? I am a doctor, but not a medical doctor. None of us are Tua's doctor. None of us are neuroscientists. But we know enough about concussions to know that three concussions in three months is a lot. Three head injuries in three months is a lot. Do you want to be the person that makes the call to put Tua back on the field and something mm-hmm. devastating happens? Yep. Now, we all know everyone who plays this sport is at some level of that risk, no matter what position that you play, because it is a collision violent sport. We all know that. That, that goes without saying. It's, it's, it's almost redundant. There's no way to regulate this violence out of the sport. He will get hit again. He will get hit in his head again if he is on the field, because that's how the sport is played. So how do you take that risk? This is not what I wish for. This is awful. This is the worst case scenario. But you can't risk his entire future when this is something that is consistently happening. Who wants to be the person to to clear him? Because if if it's up to him, you have to imagine he still wants to play. But you talk about this all the time, protecting players from themselves. This is not a knee injury. This is not an elbow, which your back, which could keep you from living a full, healthy life after football in some ways. But this is your head it's, it's unspeakable the things that could go wrong if you continue to risk this. And now this is something that's happening at a very consistent basis, three times in three months. It's very serious. Where you stand, 2-5, yeah. should the shut him down. Shut him down. You're not finna shut him down. This year, next year, every year. It, it might be time for him to retire. And the reason why I say it is because what Joy talked about. So in football, you're going to get banged up, right? It's just part of the game. It's what you signed up for. But normally... It's small. It's not small, but it's different things. My shoulder might be bothering me. Might be my ankle. You're gonna tweak something every other game. That's the game. The name of the game. But in Tua's situation, it's always his head, and that's that's the least part of your body that you want to mess up. And I, I, it's hard to talk about it because, like, I know how for players like myself, we love the game. I don't want to let my teammate down. They depend on Tua. That team's not the same without Tua. He knows that. The players know that. Guy like Tariq Hill, he came there for tour. So you don't want to let your players down, but then it's like your safety. And, and when we talk about having these in- head injuries in a year, it's not a year. When you really said that, I'm like, dang, she's right, three months. And then let's, let's, just, let's just put it in perspective. Let's say he goes back out there, right, and he plays. You're hoping, oh, my God, I hope it's not his head. I hope he doesn't have another injury to his head. That would be four in a couple of months. That's, you, can't, you can't sign your name off on that. I just think it's time for Tua to to retire. You know what's most fascinating about all this? Players do not self-report injuries. They don't do that. Unless you banged up, banged up. Like, Doc, you probably whisper, hey, Doc, I ain't feeling good. Players don't self-report injuries because players know the side effect of self-reporting an injury. You might have to miss time. So for Tua to self-report his concussion-like symptoms, he knew the outcome, thus imagine how severe the symptoms could have been yeah. for him to self-report. This is not self-reporting a cough. Mm-hmm. 
You know what I mean? This isn't, hey, trainer, let me get some Robitussin. Right, right. This is, hey, I might need to see the neuroscientists again because I am experiencing different symptoms. Dave, let me come to you. Should the Dolphins shut him down? Yes, I think they should. And actually, I mean, I love the point you're making, but we don't even have to guess what it says about the symptoms that he has. He just has a good enough memory to remember what already happened to him this year. That's the, I mean, the terrifying thing about this is that we've already lived it once. We did it already. Like, we kind of, we did a whole segment about it where we, in the context of a TV show, argued about whether he should play a game after this happened against the Bills. And we even said after the fact, we probably didn't make a big enough deal out of it. I'm not a doctor. I don't, I don't know the symptoms. I don't know if he has a concussion. I remember how I felt that Thursday night when he went down in Cincinnati. Yeah. And we were all talking about, like, oh, my God, like, is this guy's career over? Is, is he in serious danger? Like, this is terrible. And it's happening again. So, so and again, I can't speak for Tua, but, like, he, had, he clearly remembers that happening and probably doesn't ever want to go through it again, I would assume. And so how can you, with that still being fresh in your mind, like that was end of September or beginning yep. of October, how could you in good conscience do this again? Like, at the very least, he cannot play. He cannot play this weekend. I don't, I don't know how you do that. No. And then, again, like, even, you're, even if you're talking about a wild card playoff game, that's only – Two and a half, three weeks away. He missed three weeks the last time this happened. Like, does any part of that seem smart to you? So, at the bare minimum, I would not play him again in the regular season, and I think it would probably be advisable to say just call it a season altogether. September 26, we came on this show, and I was like, man, they won the battle, but I don't want them to lose the war. Yeah. Let's talk to, talk, toss to it real quick. I got to get a couple things off my chest because while Tua won the battle, I want to make sure he wins the war. And it was to me confusing and to some degree disgusting to see Tua go back into the game after taking a blow that left him wobbling down the field. This is what I meant. September 26, Bills game. Tua goes back into the game. They win the game. They definitely won the battle. It was a huge game. Buffalo Bills, Super Bowl favorites out of the AFC. Dolphins win that game, but it wasn't about the battle. For me, Joy, it was always about the war. It was always about the long-term war for Tua's health, the long-term war for Tua's career, the long-term war for Tua's longevity, both as a football player and Tua as a person. You can win the battle by playing him again, if you will, but I'm always thinking about the war, and it's not just about that one singular moment, but Tua hopefully can have a long career ahead of him. Joy, you said something uh, as we prepared for this show. What kind of predicament do you think the Dolphins might be in in light of where we are with head injury? our lack of knowledge around head injuries, and now your star quarterback, who's supposed to be your franchise quarterback, now you are in a bind. What kind of predicament, both as a fan and as somebody who's covered the sport, do you think the Dolphins are now in? Well, I think particularly this year, with everything that happened with Mike McDaniel, with the ascension of Tua when he was playing well, and just the, the rebrand brands temporarily, obviously, of this organization, we saw the capability that Tua had, the, the, the heights that he could reach. And so as a fan, you know, you, you, you struggle with that because you want your team to win and you want the best players yeah. on the field. But we also always remember these are human beings. So we get a little lost in that, oh, this person gets traded or this person gets fired or this person sucks or whatever. Like, these are humans. And he's a, a long life, hopefully, yeah, after yeah. he's done That's playing. Right. That's right. And he wants to live that life in fullness, enjoy the benefits that he received from being a professional athlete, like money and branding and being able to provide for his family, all those things. 
We know the seriousness of head injuries just as a society, particularly when it comes to the NFL. There's a long history of us ignoring the severity of it, CTE. We don't need to get into all the devastating things that have happened, but they're unspeakable. So I don't I don't you know, the business side of it is like, obviously, you know, they'll get to that when they get to it. But I think as a as a human person, like each team, you have connections with Philadelphia right? you have connections with every team that you played with. You have connections with the Cowboys. I have connections with the Steelers, with the Dolphins. Like, they're part of the community. Like, the players that have played there, even if it goes badly, you still had an experience there. So you have a responsibility, like, as an organization to put your players in, in the safest space. Forget, like, the PR part of it, which is obviously very real. You don't want that on your hands. You have to really sit down and evaluate, like, what's, what, is, what is the possible benefit to the possible loss of putting somebody who has this many head injuries in such a short amount of time back on the field. I don't know how you do it this year. I, I think the outrage would be tremendous, honestly. I think it would be, it would be an immense amount of outrage if he played certainly this weekend yeah. and possibly even next weekend. But you have to have a real conversation about his future. And again, it's, it's very sad. Like we, I wanted to see Tua have a long career. I hope he still does. I just don't, I don't know how you can play with this level of anxiety for such a serious thing. You don't get... They got elbow replacement surgery and knees and hips. You only get one brain. Well, a lot more where that was just discussed. Coming up, though, Justin Herbert on a positive note, going to the playoffs for the first time officially in the Chargers. Stop clapping, Shady. Okay, stop clapping. <laughs> we got to discuss what that means for one of the great young quarterbacks in football. That's next on Speed. Are I'm you wearing Chargers yellow today? Is that bold up yellow? Oh. It's only a kick. A jump, a block, it's only a serve, it's only a tackle, a run, it's only for the fans. After all, it's only pressure. You got this. Adidas. And some great yet tragic news, J.J. Watt, he's posting a picture with his wife and newborn Coast first NFL game, my last ever NFL home game, subtly announcing that J.J. Watt, one of the great players of this generation, is retiring. My heart is filled with nothing but love and gratitude, he says. It's been an absolute honor and pleasure. Shady, what's your, I guess, greatest J.J. Watt memory on the field? Do you remember any particular moment? I, you know what? I remember this. He had a couple of moments where uh, he scored a lot of touchdowns, right? It was weird. He was getting... <laughs> was it 14? Yeah. He scored five yeah. touchdowns. And he was yeah, five. He was getting like... He was nae He was getting... <laughs> offense, he was getting touchdowns on like defense. taking selfies on on the field. <laughs> that was pretty cool, though. Oh, Dave, what you, what, what you make of it? Man, J.J. Watt had a case for MVP in 2014, man. Like 20, 20 and a half sacks, five touchdowns, tackle for loss out the wazoo. And credit to him, by the way, J.J. Watt always breaks his own news. Like he, <laughs> like, he announced he was going to the Cardinals. He managed to keep this from everybody. Like, he's like a news break. Like, he could have a have a, a career in this industry if he what wanted What you mean? To, like, put him in your seat? Hey, no, Dave, no. I'm going to miss you. I'm going to miss you. Bad, bad joke. That's a case. No, but congrats to him. Joy, what do you uh, think when uh, you saw the news? I, I think, I mean, he's had an amazing career. J.J. Watt's uh, an unbelievable player, great memories. I, I'm happy that he's, you know, leaving on his own terms <clears> as well, which is always nice. I always think, like, whenever... Whenever an all-time great retires, I always think about the conversation I had with my brother when he was retiring. I guess real emotional, and everybody reaches that, you know, point in a different way. 
So I'm glad he's, you know, he's leaving on his own terms. Very cute family, adorable baby. It's and, uh, it's it's easy to think of a guy like a, you know, like he's riding into the sunset, like he's not that good anymore. He's got nine and a half sacks. Like yeah. I didn't even realize he was having that good of a year. I almost, I, I wish I should have known something because he was playing hard as heck. He was balling <laughs> out against the Buccaneers. Games, I was like, Wait, yeah. Brady, come here. <laughs> no, but now it was his last home game in his NFL career. Oh, it makes sense. I'm like, ah, that's why he's splitting double yeah, teams, yeah. diving at angles. Like, oh, I was like, yeah. Yeah, I was like, JJ, you're doing too much. You're too over all that. Anyway, let's transition to a young, a young buck, Justin Herbert. Great news last night. He didn't get it. He earned it. Going to the playoffs finally in his third NFL season. Now, keep in mind, Justin Herbert, he's been very polarizing this year, in large part due to the four of us sitting at this desk. But... Let me start by saying congratulations to you, number 10. I see you in the playoffs. I am actually ecstatic that he's finally in for this reason. The knock I've always had on number 10 is this. He does not win enough to get this much praise. As many passing yards as he had, that is great. But nobody remembers passing yards. They remember wins. Dave Hellman, how many passing yards does Tom Brady have in his career? Oh, God, a lot. I don't know. 000. Great. How many Super Bowls has Tom Brady been through? Uh, ten. So he's been to ten. You're exactly right. Dave Hellman, Tom Brady leads the National Football League in passing yards. How about Drew Brees? How many passing guards in his career? Like 49,000 or something? No, you're dead wrong. But how many Super Bowls has Drew Brees been to? Uh, One. He's been to one. I could do this all day, y'all. Tom Brady, Phillip Rivers, Peyton Manning, Brett Favre. When you think about the top passing yard leaders, we don't know how many passing yards they freaking have, but we do remember how many Super Bowls they went to. Justin Herbert, he had all the yards in the world. I personally did not care. And you ultimately, you wouldn't care in about 20 years either. I was just a little futuristic with it. I don't care about the passing yards. I care about the games that matter. And Justin Herbert is in the games that matter. I cared about Justin Herbert being a winning quarterback. And now officially at 24 and 23, he is a winning quarterback. This accomplishment of making the playoffs is the biggest accomplishment of Justin Herbert's career. I don't care about offensive rookie of the year. I don't care about throwing for 13,000 yards in three seasons. I don't care about all the touchdowns. Making the playoffs is the biggest accomplishment of number 10's career because making the playoffs is what it takes to win a Super Bowl. Making the playoffs is what it takes to have your name etched into history. That is what it takes is winning football games and making it to the playoffs. So of all his accomplishments, which everybody else will applaud him for, this is the one I applaud him for. Dave, what is the significance of Herbert making the playoffs for the first time? I felt a little sarcastic, like a little I bit. I was genuine. I was genuine. <laughs> no, it, it's as significant as his big arm, man. It's, it's huge. And, and, like, as much as I might disagree with you about how good of a quarterback Justin Herbert is, we can find common ground in the sense that he had to do this. He had to get to the playoffs in year three. That's what this is all about. That's why you play the game. That's why you want to have the, be a quarterback and have the ball in your hand at the end of the game. And for him to be as talented as he is and get to year four, year five, year six mm-hmm. before he makes it happen, nobody wants any piece of that. Because first of all, it, at the end of the day, it does say something about how good you actually are if you continue to fail to get your team to this stage. And on top of that, it, it, becomes, it, just, it becomes its own thing. It's like the Cowboys not getting back to the Super Bowl. Yep. Like, every year it compounds upon itself. So to get this out of the way, think about, I mean, young, the good young quarterbacks get this stuff out of the way immediately. Yeah. Mahomes <laughs> did it in year one. Josh Allen did it in yep. his first year. Uh, Joe Burrow did it in year two. Jalen Hurts did it in year two. And yep. to your point, in 20 years, nobody's going to remember what Jalen Hurts' first playoff game looked like. Mm-hmm. He just he got his team there. 
And so this was huge for Justin Herbert to get this monkey off his back. And now, now, unfortunately, Justin, now it becomes about how you play yep. on this stage. Yep. You, you get to feel good about this for about two weeks before we reset the narrative and say, okay, but how do you play in the playoffs? But it's a privilege to be there. It's a good, it, those are good problems to have, right? Great problems to have. 2-5, Justin Herbert, playoff berth. What you make of it? I'm happy for him. I, I think a lot, especially you guys, you guys love to argue, oh, he's good. He has, he has all the, the most passing yards mm-hmm. ever in the first years, but he, has, he hasn't been so playoff. So I'm happy for him for that. It's soft to hate a little bit. But this is what I will say about Justin Herbert. I know you don't care about the stats, but the stats matter. So now that he goes to a, a playoff, right, appearance, and let's say they don't win a Super Bowl, it, that's still like a big thing. Because yeah. when it's all said and done, right, when, when like you said, 20 years from now, if Herbert, if Hurts, uh, Burrow. Tua, Burrow, if they yep. all go there, they don't. Nobody wants a championship. They gonna go to the numbers. So this is a stepping stone, I think, for get, getting a Super Bowl. What it takes, gotta go to the playoffs to win a Super Bowl. But we, I mean, I, 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 I look at him the same way. Like them stats you have, you, you can't make that up. Can't make that up. What do you make of it, Joy? Justin Herbert in there? Oh, I think it's very significant. Uh, as a young quarterback, you should be getting better every year, and not just you. Your team, team. should be getting better. I'm with you. I really don't know what Chargers fans are so mad about other than the fact that I said at one point this year that Tua was better than Justin Herbert, and actually at the time he was playing better than Justin Herbert. So if you want to be mad about that, that's fine. Uh, If you're mad that I said that Patrick Mahomes is better than Justin Herbert, I don't know, I guess you you uh, you have other things, other people you need to talk to. (laughs) I don't care about that. Justin Herbert is a great young player. He is extremely talented. He has put up unbelievable numbers, and now those numbers have amounted to accomplishments that will put him into that next level. Making the playoffs is significant because you can't win a Super Bowl if you don't make the playoffs, to quote my friend Emmanuel Acho. (laughs) That's how it works. You're playing in significant games. We want to see the best players in games that matter. It's awesome to have a great regular season, especially if you're a young player. Great regular seasons matter when you're a young player. When you're a certified veteran, when you're put into the, the, the categories with the greatest in the game, you need to be playing in the postseason. Those are the games that matter. So it's, it's not a small thing at all that they have clinched. And they still have more games to play. Mm-hmm. So especially considering the way that this season has gone for them, I don't care about the injuries. I'm uninterested. Every team deals with injuries. I just don't, I don't care. Everyone has to overcome something through this, throughout the season. And I think the game last night particularly, which we won't have to really get into, was significant because the other side of the ball played well too. So now the whole team has things that they can hang their hat on. And that means everyone's coming together and you're clicking into the next level. You're clicking into the next gear. It's very significant for Justin Herbert that he is now going to get to play in the playoffs. And how great are these playoffs going to be that now we get to see him play in these games that matter? With all due respect to the NFC, like these AFC playoffs are about to be a banger, man. Like Herbert's in there, Burrow's in there, Uh Mahomes, Allen, hopefully Lamar gets healthy and he's in there. Like, and I mean, we'll see what happens with Tua. That's a very unfortunate situation because that could be another bright young quarterback who's in position. Like really, if you think about it, of the 10 young quarterbacks in the league, like Five of them, six of them are going to be playing in the AFC uh, playoffs. That's incredible. You know what's fascinating? The other takeaway for me is this. And, Joy, I think you'll understand it more than anybody at the desk. Shady, you as well for different reasons. Justin Herbert has earned a new right to be criticized. You got to earn the right to be criticized in society. Like, people aren't mocking everybody on social media. They're mocking you, Joy, because they know who you are. 
They're mocking me because they know who I am. They might go with Shady because they know who Shady is. Dave, you say something bad about the Cowboys, Cowboys people are going to come at you because they know who you are. You have to earn the right to be criticized. We're not talking about Chase Daniel. He had the right to be criticized as a Chargers backup quarterback. But now Justin Herbert has earned a new right to be criticized. What did we say about Lamar Jackson? He was a unanimous MVP. He ain't won a playoff game, though. That's what we said about Lamar. I didn't say that. A unanimous MVP. <laughs> you weren't on that. television at the time. That's what people on television <laughs> said about Lamar. A unanimous MVP who played against the Tennessee Titans. He had 350 total yards and got smacked. He ain't, he ain't won a playoff game, he though. He changed you, bro. He got he to win a playoff game. And so Justin Herbert, all he's done is earned a new right to be criticized. But you have to turn that on his head and realize, you know what? To some degree, that's an accomplishment. Because once you are one of those greats, that's when you get criticized. Justin Herbert has earned that right of being in those conversations now where now you got to win a playoff game. Yeah, I don't, I don't really buy that. I don't, why not? Yeah, young quarterbacks. It's third year. The stuff he's doing his third year is unbelievable. Like, like Patrick Mahomes. Let's say Patrick Mahomes didn't go to the – the, the playoffs his first year and put all them numbers up, all them highlights, all them stats. Like, that that really happened. So, I, I guess I'm not going to give you extra flowers because you made the, this your first year making the playoffs, right, in your third year. It, it might take time. What we can't do is talk about, all right, he's not that good because he didn't make the playoffs. Like, the numbers he put up, eventually he will get there, eventually. But he has, so, but he has but, now. But, I'm just, but I'm saying I'm giving his flowers before this, before he got to the playoff berth and all that, before that even happened. All right, the Chargers was, was, was – they weren't doing good. We didn't think we were going to the playoffs. That Herbert. Mm-hmm. That Herbert, to me, still gets the same flowers. And your third year, the stuff you're putting up, the numbers you're putting up, the, the way you're playing. Now, you know, we hear five or six, right? Like, okay, hey, hey, they, you're getting close to 30 now. I would start worried about that then. But, like, come on. We can't. I don't. For, for, real quick, like, guys like, like Jimmy G. I love to go back to this situation and, 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 this, and this conversation with him because it's like they credit him so much that he gets his team to the NFC Championship, gets to the Super Bowl. But, like, how much of that is really you? I'm sure Herbert was on the Niners. Yeah, but we can't we can't start playing the what if game, Shady. But we, I'm, but I'm we, but we, but we can't. But okay, so we can't do that. But, but we like, can. But we can do. We can do the eye test then. You yeah, right? No, we can't do the ifs. Uh, so when we, when we watch the games, yes. I do like Jimmy. He don't. He don't. He don't like. He's not. He's not the reason why well, they go to these games. That's probably not the best example because Kyle Shanahan's doing it with. I'm like, you see what I'm saying? What I'm saying is, what I'm saying is, like, I get it. Go to playoffs is a it's a beautiful thing. That's how you get the name, yep. right? Get the, uh, 20 years from now, you're talking about the games and the yep. playoffs and you get the Super Bowl. I understand that. But I'm saying the guy in his third year, like, we can't be super critical for him not making here's, here's why. Here's why I believe you can be critical of it. Because when I think about the quarterbacks that have gone to the playoffs in their third year, Carson Wentz, Deshaun Watson, Mitch Trubisky, Baker Mayfield, Marcus Mariota, Kyler Murray, uh, Robert Griffin, Josh Allen, Joe Burrow, now Justin Herbert, Andrew Luck, Patrick Mahomes, everybody and their mama – who is good in this generation, you go in the first three years. Baker Mayfield but, but went. You, you said about maybe five players, quarterbacks better than him. But that's my point. I said a whole bunch of quarterbacks it, worse than him in worse situations who went. Kyler Murray went to a worse situation. Baker Mayfield went to a worse situation. Marcus Mariota did not. Joe Burrow, Joe Burrow went to a worse situation. So if these quarterbacks that are lesser than have done it, he had to do it. And now he has, though. So now you give him his, his credit now? Yeah. Okay. So, so having the most touchdowns and the most yards, passing yards in the first two years, he didn't get credit for that, but he gave credit because he wants to play. It's not yes. about not giving credit. It, it, nobody said he was a bum. Nobody said he wasn't great. Nobody said he wasn't. He didn't have the potential to be great. 
You can't jump people who have also accomplished more than you and also put up great numbers just because of that. Like you have to also have the team accomplishments. It's it's not an individual sport. Like you're you're playing the, the biggest, the most important position. You should be elevating your team. That's the point. That that's that's, that's where I've always been. Like if you're is. that good, then you should also be elevating your team. Which is irrelevant now because that's obviously that's what he's now doing. I, 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 just, I mean, maybe that's it's me. I, I, I don't really count this making it to the playoffs. That's not like a big thing to me. I agree. Right. My, my thing is, listen, either you win in championships or you're not, right? But how can you win one? Okay. You got to get there. Okay. If you go to the playoffs and you don't win a championship, we're not talking about oh, how that many is true. you went to the playoffs. That is true. And then if we can't talk about that, we're going to talk about your numbers next. True. So, but yes, but also – but. But that, at what level? Like, are we talking was, about somebody who is considered the greatest, one of the greatest of all time? Like, that's when we're having that conversation. He's still writing his story. We're not at the end of his career yet. And neither are his peers. So there's a whole journey to go. Here's, I, I, where I will push back on, though, I don't think he needs to win a playoff game. Like, it would be great if he does. But to me, this was, this was the next step. Like, you get yeah. better. You make it to the playoffs. Mm-hmm. How you perform in the playoffs really to me at this point doesn't matter because of what he's done throughout the regular season. Because we've seen him. But what be about great. Lamar though? Like Lamar was unanimous MVP and you were on shows, I was on shows, uh, Dave was a yeah, part of don't, shows. Don't stay on that side. I did. Um, where- I'm not saying that it, it, it shouldn't be criticized if you're going to put him into those categories. I'm, I'm with you. It's fair to push back on it. But I'm saying, me personally, I don't need Justin Herbert. Like, it's not going to change my opinion of him at this point. Him making the playoffs this year or not would have because you need to be elevating your team. What, what about Lamar? You, I, finish that, please. The, the, the thought process with Lamar Jackson was, as great as Lamar Jackson was, right. he went to the playoffs and he got bounced. Okay. And then his second year, he went to the playoffs and he got bounced. He did win and a then game. He won a game. Well, yeah, he won a game. He lost to Buffalo. Yeah. So that was the, the dilemma now is like, now that you're good, you got to get – how good are you? Okay, so, so, hold on. so so the, the kid won the MVP, yep. won the playoffs. So now the next step is eventually to win the Super Bowl. That's, yes. that's, that's the path. Correct. Right? Right. So I, I can respect that. But Lamar still is Lamar, right? And yeah, he's, a thousand percent. Yeah, okay? yeah, but, that's all I'm saying. The real he will get his flowers if he get a Super Bowl or he don't. Yes. But, but he'll get more flowers if he get a Super Bowl. Correct. But the real, okay, converse, right. yeah. the, the real reason it's an issue is a conversation everybody's afraid to have. If you don't win a Super Bowl in that first contract, before you are taking up a boatload of the money, it is significantly less likely that you will win one outside of Tom Brady and Peyton Manning, who were never being paid that much money. Think about it, Shady. Joe Flacco, Russell Wilson, the Eagles with Carson Wentz on his rookie deal. Um, uh, you think about Russell going back again. Patrick Mahomes, if you don't win that what, Super Bowl. What about Bowl, getting there? Does that count? You can get what you mean? I mean, the guys that got second contract, they get to the Super Bowl. Yes, yeah, so so I'm just saying statistically speaking, if you don't win it, Within that first deal, then it's a lot less chance that you will win it. It's harder. That's just what the numbers are. It's that, harder. I mean, that's, that, that's my thing is this is huge for Justin Herbert because in a month he can start talking contract. Yep. And that contract is going to be huge anyway. because of all of the numbers that we just yeah. listed. No, but yeah. of course. And, and if yeah. the, obviously the Chargers are going to pay him and they should pay him every dime. But you need to be hitting these benchmarks and saying, well, if you couldn't get us into the postseason when you were cheap and we could surround you with talent, <laughs> correct? what are you going to do when we have to make concessions because of your cap hit? That's my thing. And no, I, I don't think Justin Herbert needs to make a run this year. You just need that evidence that he can continue to progress. They have gotten better every real year. Real quick, Dave. Didn't make the playoffs with a losing record. Yep. Ma- didn't make the playoffs with a winning record. Now they have made but the playoffs the with a winning what, record. What happens? You are judged against your contemporaries. Still remember who's in the draft class with Justin, Justin Herbert. Joe Jalen Burrow. Hurts. 
And we Bills. know he probably going to win one game this year, right? Safe to say he'll win I one. Think, I think we're going to – Fair. I'm going to say safe to say he'll win one. Joe Burrow. He did go to the Super Bowl last year. We're going to talk about Tua once again, but the Miami Dolphins are still a seven seed, and we don't know if Tua will play again. Keep in mind, like, making the playoffs is great. He had to do it. Jalen did it last year. Burrow went to a Super Bowl last year. So I'm glad he did it, but he had to do it. Even, like, and I, it's weird because I'm a, I'm a Jalen Hurts guy. But Jalen Hurts went to the playoffs last year. I, I give you that. But would you say right now Jalen Hurts' career is better than – than Herbert's? I would rather, right, you could have an argument to say you'd rather have Jalen Hurts than Justin Herbert because of what Jalen Hurts helps his team do. I mean, I, I, I agree with that part, but I'm going to ask you, like, right now, who, who would you say is the... Whose career is better, Justin, uh, Justin Herbert? Easy, though, Whose right? Whose career is better? And I'm, a, and I'm a Hurts guy, but, like, I got more everything than you do. Right for, for so really, back. we're just arguing who's the best out of that draft class? It's going to be a heated argument. I think right now you still got to go with Herbert, though. You got to go with Burrow. Burrow, you mean? Yeah, I would go Burrow. I would go Burrow. Come on with Herbert. See, here we are again. We're going with Joe. We're going with Joe. We're going with Joe because of the Super Bowl? Is that why? Joe's numbers would be right up there if he hadn't missed a solid chunk of his rookie season. My homie just said we don't do this. I didn't know she doesn't do this. I can do this. He do this. Well, you know who needs to do this? The Cleveland Browns. Because Deshaun Watson has not been playing great since he came back. But maybe if he started the season, they'd be in a better predicament. We got to talk about how the Browns should feel about their $236 million guaranteed quarterback. That's next. They'd be doing this. I'm with you, Dave. First, the bad news. SAP Business AI won't help you generate cubist versions of your family's holiday photos. But it will help you understand which supplier is best to help you roll out your plant-based packaging in Southeast Asia. Or identify the training your junior project manager needs to rise up the ranks. And automate repetitive tasks while you focus on big innovations. So you can be ready for the next opportunity. Revolutionary technology. Real-world results. That's SAP Business AI. The Browns, they were officially eliminated from the playoffs after their loss to the Saints. Deshaun Watson, he has made four starts this season, but none of them have been particularly good statistically. Only three touchdown drives on 43 offensive possessions. Only four touchdown passes, if I'm not mistaken. It has not looked great for Deshaun Watson. Joy, starting with you, how should the Browns feel about Deshaun? Disappointed, frustrated, uh, embarrassed, but... Much like the Denver Broncos, this is what you signed up for. So you better figure it out. I mean, overall, I feel like the situation in Cleveland should be getting a lot more criticism than it is. But it's being met with, for some particular reason, a lot of reason. I didn't expect Deshaun Watson to come in and be good. I didn't think he was going to be this bad, but I thought he was going to be rusty. He hadn't played football in two years. I don't know that there's anyone on earth that could stop playing football, particularly at that position, and come in and be great and be elite, play at an elite level, walk into a new situation with a new team and be what they are, are paying him to be, which is why he should be getting criticized more than anybody else. When you get fully guaranteed $236 million, you should be getting $236 million fully guaranteed criticism. We bring up Dak's contract all the time. If we're going to criticize Dak at the level that we do because of the money that he's paid, what do we got to say about Deshaun Watson? Since he, when he got there, they were still alive in the playoff race. They are now eliminated. 
Since week 13, they're averaging 15 points per game and 295 yards. Prior to him being there, they averaged 23.9 points per game, 376.9 yards per game. So their offense has gone down. The running game has gone down. He has not made them better, and he's being compensated at a higher level than anyone else in the league. Now, I realize this particular year they structured the contract so he's not losing money because of the suspension, but we all know what he's being paid. So it's really disappointing. I think people are being reasonable about it. But we're not reasonable, so but, I don't know why, why? That, why he's why? being granted yeah. that. 2-5, where are you staying? How should the Browns feel about Deshaun? It should be good. They should be happy. Happy they finally got a, a franchise quarterback, right? It's been, what, four games? It's been four games. We just in the player for four games. He missed two years since he played football. Two years. Now, listen, in football, <laughs> every year, this is the only league, and I, and I say this because I didn't play basketball. I didn't play baseball. This is the only league that I know of that guys get faster every year. They get stronger every year. They, the league gets better and better and better. So, I say that to say this. Let's not forget who this dude is, though, right? He led the NFL and passed in 2020. Deshaun Watson, same one. His three years that he played, that he was playing, Pro Bowl years, right? And then if we look at uh, the third best passing rating in NFL history behind Patrick Mahomes and um, uh, Packers, Rodgers. Let's not forget who this dude is. Now, I I can't, you know, shade Deshaun Watson. He's that dude. He's rusty. If anybody on TV, America, if you have a job, right, hopefully you do, if you have a job and you miss work for two years and then you come back, you're supposed to be the same person right away, it doesn't happen. If I get off TV for two years, I come back, I'm going to be as sharp. I think you're super good on TV. I, I was, you're better this than football. <laughs> but anyway, but listen, if Acho leaves the game for two years and you, you're one of the best on TV, you're not going to be the same right away. So I don't his money and all that they paid him because they know what type of player he is, right? He loses he loses uh, uh um 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 DeAndre Hopkins, right? Oh, what type of years gonna have? Boom, he balls out. Give this guy some time. It's the reason why the, the the Browns they're a bad organization. They make bad decisions. They finally made the right decision. He's better than all the previous quarterbacks you ever even had ever in that franchise, right? He, that's what it is. So give me some time. Let him play. Let him get. Let me get. Let get the rust out. And then we'll see Deshaun Watson who he is. You keep saying who he is, but is, it, right. fair, if, is, is it fair if you're a Browns fan to say who he was? Because how do you know Shady? 24 months later, that this Deshaun is still that three-time Pro Bowler, playoff winning, leads the NFL in passing yards. How do you know this Deshaun is still that Deshaun? You know every year players change. Russell Wilson one year is great, the next year he's not. How do you know he's still the same dude? First of all, first of all he's still young, right? Mm-hmm. He's still young. He's, he's 27, still, I think. He's 27 years yeah. old, right? Like, so it takes time. Like, this, this is – football is like a real thing. It's not like, like, like it tag or like flag football. This is real. The, 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 the timing on the routes – he couldn't practice with the team. He couldn't practice with the players, right? They wouldn't let him do none of that. Then with the Texans, he didn't want to be part of it, whatever happened, right? Had all the legal stuff off the, off the field. Now he's, in the, he's, he's, he's playing where he had to get his timing right, his feet work, his passes. Like, all them things take time. So it's like, let's, let's be patient here. Le'Veon Bell, right? Mm-hmm. He was older at the time, but he, he left the game for a year, year, year and a half, something like that. He went to the Jets. Frank Gore, one of my best friends. So I'm like, hey, Frank, how, you know, how, how's uh, Le'Veon doing? <sighs> dog. Hey, dog. You know, so, hey, dog. I don't know. He won the same player, right? And, and, and I guess he, he, the team got frustrated because they weren't seeing the results now. 
So it takes time. But Le'Veon never became who Le'Veon was in Pittsburgh. Yeah. Don't you think that could be a fear for Browns well, fans? Also, Deshaun well, might never yeah. become who Deshaun was in Houston. Well, he was touching 30 and, 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 and running, running back. back they position. said running back at yep. 30, we, we, yep. you know, we, we are different running backs. and We're different players. Deshaun Watson is 27 years old. 27, I, I was running around still making guys miss, getting crazy busy, giving crazy work. We need to be patient with Deshaun Watson and, yeah. not, and not forget who he is. Because your favorite team, right, and their quarterback, he, he's, he will be never nothing like Deshaun Watson. Remember that. I, why do you bring that up? Why do you bring Dak Prescott in? I didn't say his name. He's actually playing this to I just, I just wanted you to know, because I know you, 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 you have to shade, my boy. And I just want you to know that. Many people can't touch Deshaun Watson. They do both wear number four. Top, and he's, a, he's been, always been a top five type player. I'll take Dak Prescott's career accomplishments over Deshaun Watson's every single time. That's not the, um, the conversation. That's not the conversation. That's not the conversation. Don't make it that. The conversation here is, hey, honestly, I don't think you're necessarily wrong. Like, I can't say you're wrong yet, Shady. Be. Problem is, let's be patient? No. Why? Why should I? Why should I be patient? Four games? That's 25% of the season. $230 million? Guaranteed. And this wasn't like a Dak Prescott situation where he had to fight through two seasons of tags and injuries to get it. The Browns were just like, yeah, you can have this unprecedented deal. We don't care. We don't care about all the reasons why you're in the news or any of that. You can just have all of this money. How good he is. I want results. He sure doesn't look like it. Joy had a great stat, 15 points per game. But Joy, in Houston, when he came back, Special teams and defense accounted for 21 points that day. So if you take those points out and just say points that the offense has back. scored in the month that Deshaun Watson has been back, 10 points a game. 10 points a game. And I, like, I'll say it again, Shady. You, you might be right that he can get back to it, but I don't have to be patient. Not when, two, not when $230 million guaranteed is the price And tag. not when you have the weapons that he has, tight end that he has, the running backs that he has defensive players that he has, good coach roster. of the year that he has, you get no excuses, wow. zero excuses, zero patience, because you took the money, which, of course, anyone would do, mm-hmm. but with that money must come results. We hold every other player to that standard. We certainly hold Russell Wilson to that standard. We most certainly hold Dak to that standard. We bring up his contract at least once a week. Yep. Every guy that gets paid gets held to that standard. So certainly the guy that gets paid the most, the, the highest level, the most unprecedented, most guaranteed money right. ever, you get no excuses. Wait until so Herbert and Lamar have new contracts and see what we're talking about. We're holding for. Herbert to a standard higher than Deshaun Watson, and hey, Herbert is in his third year has never even been paid. But, but they are playing. He hasn't played football in two years. Yeah. That was. Are y'all, that, are y'all thinking, thinking, that don't matter. You no, think that no, matter? I do think it matters. I think that's why no one's talking about right. it. I because think, I think we're all, as reasonable football people, saying, yeah, of course okay. he should look I like want, this. I just want you to say no, that. No, no, you're not saying that's, that's that's why, okay, okay, no, no, right, cool. that's why okay. he's. That's why no one's upset about it, really. New because, receivers, new because, coach. Uh, like, go back to your analogy, though. But you can't. That doesn't. That doesn't matter because if you're going to say that about him, if we're going to apply this very reasonable, very correct mm-hmm. stance, which is that after two years away from the sport right. at the quarterback position, not right. being able to practice, not having the playbook, all right. those things, that it's reasonable that okay. you should not look great. Okay. But 
keep that same energy for everyone else who gets paid significantly less. I think I think next year Deshaun Watson will be the brunt of all Thank the you. criticism. I, I, and I, think I, I this agree year, with that. After not playing for two years, I don't think anybody's going to be looking oh. at it. But I think next year, oh, there's no escaping it. Yeah. At the point in which I you had you. all off season, you've been there for a year and a half at this juncture right, in time, go. and you really making that real, real bread, and you got yeah. no excuses. He's only making a million dollars this year. You, like at the point in which well, all of that adds the up. There's a reason he's only making million a million dollars this year. Deshaun, he can escape the. Excuses right now, yes. but he only got about four more all months. Season, all seasons with his team, like all that stuff matters. Then the pressure is on. Well, speaking of pressure, the Eagles had a whole lot of it this weekend going into Dallas facing the Cowboys, and they didn't come out with anything besides an L. However, they did not have their starting quarterback, Jalen Hurts. So let's talk about what, in fact, did we learn about Shady Super Bowl favorites. That is next on Speak. You take a hook, over hook. This episode is brought to you by Hyperice, the leader in advanced warm-up and recovery technology. They have tons of innovative products, like Venom-heated wearables to help soothe sore back muscles, Normatec compression boots to speed up recovery and increase circulation, and Hypervolt massage guns to improve mobility. Loved by athletes like Naomi Osaka and Erling Holland. Try them yourself. Get 10% off your order with the code MOVE at hyperice.com. Now, good news and bad news, Eagle fans. Good news, got the best record in football. Nobody can deny that. Bad news, you lost this weekend, whole world watching, to a divisional opponent in the Dallas Cowboys. Now, keep in mind, the Eagles were without their MVP candidate of Jalen Hurts, but that did not matter. Dak Prescott did not care at all whatsoever. Dak, 349 yards, three touchdowns, and he balled. On the flip side, Gardner Minshew still did do his thing. 360 yards of his own, three touchdowns, couple turnovers. With all of that being said, Shady, what did you learn about the Eagles when they lost the Cowboys? I learned a lot, right? And in and, and my words of A.J. Brown, he said, it's never a loss, it's always a lesson. So the lesson I learned uh, at that game when they lost to the Cowboys, <clears throat> we need Jalen Hurts, right? The running game suffered tremendously. I mean, with Jalen Hurts, we averaged 160 yards per game. Without him, 85 yards. Mm. Yards per carry is the biggest thing, right? People think, always love to talk about the yards. That's the yards per carry. We averaged five yards a carry with Jalen Hurts. When he wasn't there, only three. So – the biggest thing with the Eagles is how we win majority of the time. We run the ball because he can run it or throw it. And also, uh, turnovers. You know, Gardner Mitchell, he, he, I think he played solid, but he did have three turnovers. <laughs> and my boy. Three or two? You giving him a fumble? It's always – what you mean? It's always it's, it's, he had three. It's always the quarterback's fault. He had three. You know, you know the rules? Come on now. <laughs> well, listen, he had three turnovers <laughs> in one game. <laughs> but my boy, <laughs> my boy, the MVP, Jalen Hurts, he only had three the whole year. So you take the turnovers away – you know what happens. All in <laughs> Dallas. That's what I learned about that game. We need Jalen Hurts to win games. Simple as that. Well, he's, he's, he's safe with the football. We can run the ball. We can throw the ball. That's a W. So this thing. You're going to do that after you lost? They, that, 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 that kind of starts around a little start bit. With. What letter does lesson start with? A big L? We yeah, took a L. I thought. So I took I it like a man, too. Okay. You did. You that's did. Right. That's good right. Sport. Good Stand sport. up at. They're losing like that. <laughs> no, honestly, look, I mean, I can sit up here and talk trash, and it's fun. But, I, like, you shouldn't be hanging your head about that game if you're an Eagles fan or if you're part of the Eagles. I mean, they went toe-to-toe. And, look, let's, let's be real. We all think the Niners and the Cowboys are probably the two toughest outs that the Eagles would have to deal with in the playoffs, right? Mm-hmm. Uh, it's the Niners. I, okay, what, I mean, even if you agree with that, like, those are the two teams that are probably your stiffest competition. 
I mean, you can disagree if you want to. They I just, totally do. They just beat you. I don't, I don't know what you want me to say. They just, without, without, without the you-know-who. Oh, but, but I, we, we did a whole routine up here about without how the it doesn't matter that Cooper Rush was the starting quarterback. <laughs> Get out of here. No, look, the Eagles are a really good team. Like To, to play that well and honestly still almost win, you know, they, got, they were in throwing range of the end zone yep. with a chance to win the game even after the turnovers. They're a really good, really deep team. My only concern with the Eagles is that it seems like the injury bug's biting them at the wrong time. time. Like, they got to get Lane Johnson back. That is problematic. He, he hadn't allowed a sack since 2020. He, that's incredible. That's an incredible stat. Avante Maddox goes down. John C. Gardner-Johnson is on his way back, but they don't know when that's going to happen. And then, obviously, Jalen Hurts is, is the central piece of the offense. We saw that. They're so much more dangerous with the versatility that he has and, obviously, the way that he protects the football. But when are those guys coming back? Coming back. They need them. I, honestly, back. I hope so because I want to see the Eagles at full strength. I would give anything. I want full strength on full strength in the divisional round of the playoffs. Yes, I do. I all that. As a football fan, how could you not want to see that? You want to show up to work. <laughs> I won't show up to work. I'm looking. For You're you. the one that missed work the day after the Eagles lost to the Commanders. That did happen. That's all that I'm did saying. Did happen. You were not here. Don't let. Don't make it so one on one. Joy, where do you stand? What did you learn in the Eagles lost to the Cowboys? Yeah, they need Jalen Hurts. Uh, they need the MVP candidates. <laughs> one of the MVP candidates. Patrick Mahomes is obviously the MVP right now, and he's having an amazing season. So I don't want to say that, but. They need Jalen Hurts. They're not going to win without him. I think he proved his value to this team. Again, I don't even know if I want to talk about this game anymore because I must have watched a different game. I had it on the wrong channel or something because what I watched was Gardner Minshew turn the ball over three times. Three. Cooper Rush three. turned the ball over three times okay, in the first listen, game. Oh, Cooper, Cooper Rush throwing and, that out there. And, and the Eagles still managed to beat the Cowboys, who have a great defense. And the Cowboys managed to beat the Eagles, in part, to that defense who forced four turnovers. Correct. At home. It's a good win for the Cowboys. Like it was a good win for the Eagles. Just making sure. Yeah. Okay. I mean, I don't know what Cowboys fans are confused about. This is what, this is the problem I have hyping up a game where there's backup quarterbacks in it. Because it's not really full strength against full strength. And then everybody starts getting all crazy. <laughs> Relax. It was a good win for the Cowboys. Dak played well enough to win. Dak did. He had a nice game. He did play well. Shady gave it a little more credit than he needed to, but I respect it. And the, and the Cowboys' defense was great. What you learned about the Eagles is this team is going to go as Jalen Hurts goes. And the important part is what Dave mentioned. The injuries are very, very concerning. Yeah. You cannot overlook the injuries as you're going into the most import, important part of the season for the Eagles this year. I'm torn. Well, what I learned about the Eagles is that they are the second-best team in the NFC. Uh, the San Francisco 49ers are the best. The San Francisco 49ers are the best team in the NFC. Go back and date it October 6th when I said the 49ers were the scariest team in football. And now the 49ers are playing like it. Um, so that's what I learned first and foremost. The second thing, though, is, man, I think the Eagles missed Chauncey Gardner-Johnson as much as they missed anybody on that football He's field. a hell of a player. I mean, Jalen Hurts, clearly he was missed. But when I think about offensive output, I didn't mind what Gardner Minshew did. Gardner Minshew had 360 yards. On average, Jalen Hurts has 355 yards a game. Jalen Hurts' season high yardage output running and passing, 390. 92. Season yards, touchdowns, four touchdowns. Turnovers, absolutely. Beyond the shadow of a doubt. And more than anything, Jalen Hurts can overcome turnovers, right? Against the Chicago Bears, he had two of them, but he overcame them. Yes, he he did. But when I think about the Eagles, man, 
that defense. It is inexcusable and unacceptable for Dak Prescott to go out there and have 350 yards, Dave, was it, and three touchdown passes. It's inexcusable. It is inexcusable to allow Dak Prescott to convert on third <clears throat> and 30. That is inexcusable. It's inexcusable for CeeDee Lamb to go out there and get busy when you have two Pro Bowl caliber cornerbacks and one is all pro caliber. It's inexcusable. Say what you will about the absence of Jalen Hurts and say whatever you want, truly. But at the end of the day, if you give up 40 points, but 40 points? When you give them four extra possessions, what are you supposed to do? The, 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 three, the third and 30, I'll give you. Okay, that was inexcusable. That's inexcusable. Rough. But you, you turn the ball over four times. That's a good point. The, the, the Cowboys' defense forced four turnovers. Let Correct. me say that. Okay? That's extra possessions for Dak Prescott, who's a good quarterback. With a with good wide receiver. But my my but what they're supposed to do that. And despite all that, but you shouldn't let them score on him. Still had an opportunity at the end of the that's game. Hard, that's hard to say. That. It is, but to go win the here's game. here's what they say. They call defensive players. Hey, when there's a turnover, hey, fireman, go put the fire out. That's what they say on sidelines yeah. to the defense. It's not the fault of the Eagles' defense that there was a fire. But the job description of the defense, whenever there's a turnover, everybody starts talking about fireman this, fireman that. You put the fire out. Yeah, but firemen get days off. It, it, honestly, regardless, you can't allow – you just can't allow 40 points. You can't you just, allow You no, can't, no, no. I think, you I can't think, allow I think we had we, we, we played a bad day on defense. That happens, right? It's the NFL. But to her point, she's right. Like, getting a turnover is one thing. But getting a turnover on the other side of the, uh, the um, other team's um, yeah, territory, correct. That's, that's huge. Yeah. So two of them times, they, they mess around with the handoff, whatever happened with that. They, they was right there in the red zone, right it's, there. It's almost when it's On like, a 20-yard line. It's almost like at that point – you got to make him kick a field goal. You got to do something like as a defense. That's hard to do. Come on, Oscar. I know it's hard to do, but Shady, forty points, forty points. But, but you know how many points? Forty but points. But she, but what she's saying is, no, no, Dak balled out. Dak he balled. But what she's saying is, like to get that many not. points, you had to have some help. You and did that help is some turnovers. You did. You and, absolutely and, did. And, and the, the Cowboys defense is responsible for that. Uh, yes, yes, and they you are. Had a, you had a quarterback well, and Gardner Minshew. Some that, handoffs, like. But look, we know Jalen Hurts doesn't turn the ball over at a high level. Right. Gardner Minshew had three turnovers in one game. But it's not like they were pick sixes. The Eagles got a pick six. The Eagles yeah, scored the Eagles on defense. defense. The Cowboys, the those turnovers have nothing to do with eight of 15 on third down with 19 first downs. But they it's, do have something to do with extra pre- – four turnovers is an ex- exorbitant amount of turnovers. It, it absolutely is. is but remember yeah. – Davis is tired as hell. Let, let's flip this. And I don't want to be the Cowboys defendant. Dave, you can take right. the baton, but I actually have to take oh, the like, break. You flip it on the set. How many turnovers did the Cowboys have? When they played the Eagles. I can't Three. Yeah. Three. Oh, I do. And the, Cow- the Eagles scored 24 points that game. 26. 26. Where was the turnover that, though? That matters. That don't matter? It, does, it okay, absolutely okay. does matter. So, the, the, first of all, we, they kicked the ball off. Get the ball to a 25-yard line, 20-yard line. Fumble. I'm saying we saw, right. we saw it before. The Cooper Rush turned the ball Cooper over. Turned the ball over in his own territory. Was, I don't remember what that game was. Let me tell you what happened in that game. Jalen Hurts had 155 yards I'm, passing. I'm so Dak Prescott had 350. At the end of the day, you can turn the ball over all you want, but on that defense, if you're a Super Bowl defense, you got to do something about it. You got to put the fire let's, out. Let's get the break because I'm, I'm not sure I hear this no more. <laughs> Coming up, let me tell you what Broncos fans are not trying to hear. That Nathaniel Hackett will be back, and thankfully they don't have to hear it because he is out of there. But Russell Wilson, he still returns. Should you have faith in Russ? That's next. Is he fixable? Shady, you stupid. With threats to our nation waiting around every corner, adaptability is more important than ever. When conditions change without notice, quick strategic thinking is crucial. And with obstacles consistently impending, determination is essential in overcoming them. It's this willingness, decisiveness, and resilience that sets Marines apart. 
With our fighting spirit, we don't just fight battles, we win them. Marines are the constant our nation counts on to fight the unknown. And through adaptable problem solving, we do just that. Learn more at Marines.com. Okay, anyway, Broncos fired head coach Nathaniel Hackett after a disappointing 4-11 season. A lot, and I mean a lot of finger pointing. Many of it has been on Hackett. Some has been on Russell Wilkin. Wilson, Broncos general manager, sounds confident about his quarterback, saying it's not whether Russ is fixable or not. We do believe he is. Bring us on, Cam. Bring us on, Cam. Bring us on, Cam. That's right, baby. I am glad the Broncos have that confidence in Russell Wilson. I don't. I love Russell Wilson as a human being. I think he is a stand-up guy. As a football player, I do not think that Russell Wilson still has that greatness in him for several reasons. Number one, Russell Wilson was best at being off script, but he ain't got the same legs as he used to. Shady and I were literally watching the old Seahawks game, Seahawks-Eagles of 2014, during commercial break earlier. And we're like, yo, he looked kind of fast. That Russell Wilson? He just looked faster. Faster. That Russell Wilson is not the Russell Wilson that y'all see right now. Remember, Russell Wilson during the course of his career, 31 yards per game rushing. The last two years, 15.4 yards per game rushing. Russell Wilson's just not the same physical guy. It is what it is. I don't believe Russ is fixable because Russ was mixing wide open receivers. So I believe in the optimism, but I just don't know if that optimism is a reality. I think Russ's greatest days are behind him, 2-5. Where are you staying? I don't believe that. Right? I think Russell had a bad year, but he's fixable. And why he's fixable is because, first of all, there's a lot of talent on the offense. Right? You need that. Solid defense. He needs the right coach. I love how GM could talk about his players like that. Mm-hmm. He got faith in them. There's nothing better in, this, in, in football other than momentum and confidence. And they still have confidence in Russell Wilson. That's all you need. So, yes, he hasn't been playing well at all. But I think that getting the right coaching, right, getting the right scheme, you, you have a time now that the season's over. They're not going to no playoffs. You, you self-scout. Now you watch all the tape. You watch all the bad, right? You watch even, even more good, if there is any good. Mm-hmm. And then you try to match that. How can we make Russell better? Look at all the plays that he did well. Let's do more of that. Let's do more of that. Let's do more of that. So now we have these interviews with these coaches. You tell them, hey, listen, this is what we want Russell to do. He does this well. When you have coaches like that, you make the best player. Look at the Eagles. When you're that much of a vet, though, Shady, at what point do you self-assess? Meaning, like, by your seventh, eighth year in the league, you probably didn't need a running back coach to say, hey, Shady, press the hole and then make sure you look at the cutback lane. You know what to do. You know to press. You know to check the wheel. You know, go ahead. That's the problem, though. I swear to God, on my career, once I left Philadelphia, now I still had good years, but once I left Philadelphia, nobody checked me the right way. So year six, year seven, I didn't have nobody telling me that, which, I mean, I knew it, but to have a coach actually teaching me, finding ways to get me, make me better and better instead of saying, hey, you got it, Shady. Take care of it. Nah, coach me. Make me better. Patrick Mahomes is always going to get better and better and better because Andy Reid is going to coach him every day, every practice. So that's all Russell needs. You still have 1,300 yards. Um, let me come to you, Dave Hellman. Russ, can he be salvaged? What do you think? I, I love that conversation right there because I think the biggest variable in where this goes for Russell Wilson is him, right? You well, like, I think, like, Russell Wilson, I, I, like I said earlier in the show, I, I can't wrap my brain about, around him just – forgetting how to play football. Right. And I'm not saying that he'll ever be an MVP candidate again, but at the very least, he could be a guy that can win games on a talented roster. I think it's on him to look at this season. They let Russ cook, and the recipe, I don't know, maybe follow a different one, my guy. Like, maybe you don't need to be in the kitchen unsupervised anymore. And I think it's on <laughs> Russell Wilson to recognize that, right? Like, I need him to come into this new regime and this offseason willing to be coached, willing to accept some fault in this, watch the bad tape, there is a lot of it, and say, all right, 
I'll do what you guys think I need to do to fix this thing. And if that happens, I absolutely think he can be fixed. But I think a lot of it depends on him. I think they're confident they're not going to take a, what, $80 million cap hit? No. Is that what it is? They're confident in that. I know I'm confident I'm <laughs> not going to take an $80 million cap hit, so we're going to figure it out. I believe Russell Wilson is aware of his poor play, mm-hmm. and he now has an offseason to correct that. I think the greats love to be coached. Yep. If you're great at something, you want to be pushed. You want to be better. You want somebody that you trust, that you know what they're doing, to make you better which is why this next coaching hire is very, very important. I do. Great point. I'm going to give Russ the grace that this was a bad year and everything went wrong. And, everything. And next year, it's going to be better. But it is going to be a lot on Russ because next year, if it goes bad, it ain't going to be the coach's fault. Mm. Speaking of grace, some it people are going to need a lot of it for these picks we got because it's time for our speak. Stay, put, put your <laughs> hand down. Put your hand down. Sukaki. We got to figure out who's in first place after – 17 weeks of picking games. Don't go anywhere. It's most fun of the segment. Next. Ah, just bring it on. Seven, how good I am. Come Introducing Royal Caribbean's newest ship, Icon of the Seas, the ultimate family vacation. The ultimate six slides, eight neighborhoods, zero compromise vacation. The ultimate never done that, can't wait to do it vacation. The ultimate chilling by a different pool every day of the week vacation. This is the Icon of Vacations. Icon of the Seas. Arriving in 2024. Book today. Come seek the Royal Caribbean. Ships Registry Bahamas. Ready to go. <laughs> What's up, y'all? Welcome back. Welcome back. Welcome back. It's family time. Time for Speak Standings. Remember, we pick the winners of every single game through every week of the season. And we got to see where we currently stand as it is right now. <laughs> Shady is gaining ground. Yo, this is crazy. Like, it's not even fair, though. Like, I don't know if I can catch Shady, but I can catch Acho. Yeah, you got three. <laughs> but if you can so catch me, then by the transitive property, Joy can catch you and I can catch Shady. So technically, everybody can catch. Everybody can catch everybody. It's still up in the air. I got nothing to say. That's it for us. We will see y'all tomorrow. Thank y'all for tuning in. Till next time. I told him. I told him, baby.